Hello, welcome to another episode of Gots to Listen. I am still your host, Elliot Gots, and today we are going to be speaking with Luke. One of the things that really stands out to me from this conversation is the fact that he has so much confidence. He is somebody who truly believes in himself, he believes in his personality, and he is somebody whose confidence is just very infectious. I really, really wish that I had his confidence when I was his age. So, without any further ado, please enjoy my episode with Luke. What's going on, buddy? Nothing much, nothing much. Thanks for joining. So... Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about you? Um, well, my name's Luke Ruddy. I go to Woodhaven. Um, I like to do sports. I like hanging out with my friends, do like activities. I just like the, um, I like to be, I like to have fun all the time. I'm always trying to make the most out of life, I like to say. Has it always been that way? Not really. I feel like it started like this year. Um, I almost like, I realized that, like, I started, like, I need to take, like, playing things way too serious. Like, I'm trying to, like, loosen up a little bit, enjoy life, like, while still, like, putting in effort, you know what I'm saying? Do you feel like part of that has come with some form of a new sense of confidence? Like, have you, have you felt like you've got more self-confidence, and as you've gotten more self-confidence, you've let your personality shine more? Yeah, I definitely do. I feel like I'm more confident I'm more like I I feel like I can stand out more like I'm more open now I'm like I was never like that back in like seventh eighth grade now I feel like I can be more confident about myself I feel like better about myself is there anything other than having that moment of saying I don't want to take life too seriously is there anything else that you feel has led to that or do you think that that's just been part of a maturing process for you I feel like it's been more of like a maturing thing like I feel like I'm just changing. I don't know how to really explain it. I I don't know. My friends have a part of it too, like because they they just make I just have fun every time I'm with them, and I I love how that feels like always having fun. And they just clicked one day, like I just want to have fun. But sometimes you have to take things serious. So with ninth grade being the start of your high school years, and let's say sixth grade being the start of your middle school years, how would you describe you in a school it doesn't even just have to be the classroom but like how would you compare yourself now to what you would have been like say three years ago when you were starting middle school three years in middle school I feel like I wouldn't really be I wouldn't stand out as much I would basically like not I would still talk I had friends and everything and talk to people but I wasn't really as much open I am now like three years ago I would never feel like I would be like where I was now like how like I'm not afraid to talk to people, go up to people and like ask them how their day was and say, hey, and like be more open, say like go up to people. Like three years ago, that would never be me. I would be afraid to be like to talk to people or be always shy and everything. I can't picture you being shy. (laughs) 
Uh, I can't see that. All right. So uh, I do want to throw out there that before this earlier, you did say that you were going to be the best podcast interview ever. So no pressure, but you did throw that out there earlier. <laughs> I actually think I'm going to hold it for a long time. I don't think I know it's going to be me. That's um, where that confidence comes in. Yeah. All right. So what do you think is something that many people don't know about you? Like what is a fact that we don't know that you think people should know that maybe people should take the time to get to know about you if they don't know you very well? What is something we should know about you? I feel like people should know that once you get to know me that like I'm a good guy, like people might come off, I might come off like a little like, oh, like he always makes jokes and everything. He can't take things serious. Like I want people to know that I'm like, I come off different, but like, I don't know how to really explain it. People really know things about me. I don't know how to really talk about it. People, yeah, I don't really know how to talk about it. What do you think the perception is of you then? For you to think that, what do you think people think of you if they don't know you? Because you kind of made it sound as though people might not have the image of you that you wish they would have. So what do you think that they see without knowing you very well? They might think that I'm just some clown making jokes and everything, can't take anything serious. So sometimes people don't really take me serious when I'm always joking around. So... Switching gears a little bit, you're on the swim team and I never swam on a team. You know, I go in the lake or a pool and swim around a little bit, but I had some really good friends that joined the swim team. And one of the reasons one of my friends joined the swim team was because he tried out for, uh, I think it was ninth grade basketball and he got cut. And so he wanted a sport to keep him in shape and he joined the swim team and he said it was the best decision that he ever made. And he became really good friends with somebody else that I'm real close with. And anytime they're together, they tell all these stories about being on the swim team and how much of a close knit bond they seem to have. So do you feel that way about being on the swim team? Like, what is it like being around those guys? Um, it's, it's a different experience than any other sport. It's more like, it's, it's, it's way different than football. When I play, it's more, I feel like it's difficult. Like it's real difficult. And the more like the friendships that I made from swimming, the good times that I have is just like something I wouldn't get from any other sport. And it's just, it's different than any like basketball. I don't know. It's the me memories that I have from swim are something, some things that I'll never forget. I don't know a ton about the dynamics of being on a swim team. So, you know, obviously with any sport, your individual performance dictates a lot of how well your team does. I mean, how much do you need to rely on the rest of your team to, to do well? How do you guys cheer, push each other on? How do you guys motivate each other in practice to get better? What's that like? You have to, to push people. It's, it's more of like a self-motivating thing. Like your team has like a part to do in it because you have individual races, but the team realizes that's where you get your points at when your team and everything. And if you don't support your team and if you're not a team player, you're not really going to, you're not going to grow on the team and you can, you can score them individual points, but your team realizes that's where you really win. And if you're not having a good bond with your team, that's not, you're not going to, you're not going to win them points to win the meets. Do you find that swimming is as challenging as expected, easier than expected or harder than expected? And like, how would you describe that? When I joined swim in seventh grade, it was, I thought it was just going to be a breeze because I have a swimming pool in my backyard. I'm always, I used to always go in there in the summer, swim and everything. I, I had no idea what I was getting myself into when I started swimming. It's real difficult, but I, I enjoy it. It's more of like, I enjoy the challenge and everything. 
when I started swimming, I didn't expect it to be as hard as it was going to be, how much like the challenge would be on my body and everything, how it feels like it works out every muscle. I, I'm, when I started swimming, I was pretty good and I just kept on growing to get better. If you're in the off season of swimming, how do you train your body for swim season? Do you do a lot of cardio? Do you do uh, weightlifting? Do you mix it up? How do you train? Well, I like to go to the gym and do other sports and like always be outside. I like to be active. I don't, if I start sitting in my house and everything, I'm going to feel the difference when I come back into the season. I'm not going to be in shape and, other, and I have to keep up with all these other guys that go to clubs and everything. I can't just sit inside my house because I won't be ready for the next season. Do you feel as though you have to eat a certain way? Because you look at somebody like Michael Phelps and that dude is just like there's 0% body fat on him, right? Like that guy yeah. walks or Olympic gold medalist and all that. And he's talked about how many calories he has to consume. Now, granted, he's an Olympic athlete and you're a freshman in high school. So it's completely different ball game. But do you feel like you have to modify your lifestyle in any way during swim season differently than when it's not swim season? You definitely do because in swim, I had a few incidents like um, a couple of meets ago where you can, I can see that like I wasn't eating well and I wasn't really prepared for like the meats and I wasn't drinking enough water. And when we were at the swim meet, we had a relay and I started feeling like a cramp because I didn't drink enough water. I dove in, I was first on my relay and I cramped up in front of everyone. It was the worst moment ever. Everyone depended on me and I was scoring points and I cramped up right when I got in the water. And I can already tell like the health trainer, she ready, because I, I talked to her in football, I get a lot of cramps in football and she can already tell like what she's going to say to me when mom says to me, because I'm, I don't really eat the healthiest, which I should and how I should train myself, but I'm not really, I don't really train with my, what I should eat and everything. So it was pretty bad and I felt bad on my team. What did she tell you? Did she tell you that you just needed more water and eat a banana or what'd she tell you? She, she was, t she really got on me. She told me like, I told you this before, like you can't just sit around and eat nothing. You have to drink water. You have to drink at least like a gallon or two. You can't just drink one or two bottles. Cause before that me, I think the most I drank that day was like one bottle of water. <laughs> she could tell she was pretty upset in her face and she got pretty upset at me. So for somebody like myself who doesn't know anything about a swim team at all, but I know that, you know, you have a, a coach and I know what coaching some other sports looks like what are some of the things that your coach works on you with to help improve you improve people on your swim team like what does the coaching look like well the coaching is like it's pretty good actually because they'll analyze like what you like what stroke like they'll they'll take time like you come over they'll take time to like fix on help you out and help you do what you're doing wrong they'll point out the things and they'll spend time to help you work on it because they're not just gonna sit there and just not make you improve they're always trying to make you faster always trying to win the meets they're always trying to help you so with you being a student athlete what do you think some of the challenges are that come with that i'm sure one of them was probably time management because you know you just got home not too long ago and it's after seven o'clock at night and you were at school until 2 30 so what would you say some of the challenges are, not just in swim season, but any other sport, track or, you know, any football, anything else? What are some challenges that you find with being a student athlete? Well, yeah, it's not just swim. It's any other sport. It's like you have to, you have to be dedicated to it. You can't expect not to make any sacrifices. You have to put in the time, you have to put in the work, you have to get back. You can't 
expect for you not to sacrifice your time in your day. You can't expect not to sacrifice time in day to get better. It's going to take time. You can't just expect for you this to happen. How do you balance homework and all that? I try to like do most of mine in school, but sometimes I get a little distracted in school. So it's like kind of my homework's kind of last minute sometimes. I mean, you play sports year round, don't you? All, all major seasons. Yeah. And for the most part, you're a very successful student. What drives you to make that balance? How do you, how are you able to remain successful and not let your grade slip while having so much extra time dedicated elsewhere? Well, I like to think about like what I want to be when I'm older, when I, when I grow up, because if I don't, if I don't think about what I want to be when I get older, I'll let everything slip away from me. Like sometimes I'll have those moments where I just like slip away and I would like snap into it. Like I want to have a good life. I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to work hard because you have to work hard to get what you want. And I think of that. And when I think of that, I just get back into it. What are some of those things that you'd like to do later on in life that motivate you and drive you? Well, I want to be a um, pilot. I want to fly planes around. It's really interesting. My dad's setting up for me to get like plane license and everything. My, when I'm like, when I turned 16 and everything, and it's really like interesting. And I, it drives me to think like, I want to go to college. I want to get my degree and I want to be a pilot and to like go out there. And it just amazes me. I had my first like plane ride when I was 13 years old and it was amazing. And it just, right when that happened, I knew that I wanted to be a pilot. So was that first plane ride what inspired this or did it come from before that? Well, my dad works on planes. He's a mechanic. He's an engineer, like he specs them and everything. And with him talking about planes and everything and when he comes home and tells the experience, like the memories that he has, the places he goes, he goes to Paris, he goes all around the world free just to go training and everything and it just sounds amazing and to be a pilot and fly around the world and see everything would just be like I'm like a dream come true so you're into traveling then have you done a lot of traveling before yeah we actually fly for free and um we go all around the world we go to Mexico we go we go everywhere we go to California we go everywhere other state it's pretty it's pretty amazing and I'm glad that I have the opportunity to do that do you have a favorite destination that you've been to? If I think about it, probably Utah, climbing like the mountains and everything, going to um, all the mountains in Utah. It's amazing climbing them, driving the roads around them. It's really cool scenery, I'm assuming. Yeah, all the mountains and it's just amazing. I like adventure. Like I've been to Florida a lot of times, but Utah had to blow it out of the park. That is definitely something that I didn't know about you. That is really cool. I actually have a former student who is training for becoming a pilot. And so he messages me back and forth about what his training looks like and the different planes that he is qualified to fly in and whatnot. So that's really cool. What do you do in your free time for yourself when you're not playing one of the many sports that you're in or being loaded with homework? What do you do for yourself? How do you take time? What does Luke do in his free time? Um, I play Warzone. I play Warzone a lot. I'm, I, I, think, I think I'm the best on the battlefield. I think I'm the best on the Warzone. Honestly, I think I'm the best um, player. Anyone could challenge me, but I like to play games with my friends all the time whenever I'm not doing anything. I, I see that a lot with, a, I know a lot of college athletes, they do a lot of video gaming in their game time too. And I think that it would be something that people would not expect. You know, you have all of these athletes who have to spend so much time training and focusing and in their downtime, they just, they love video games and it's a great way for people to turn their brain off and unwind and have fun. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. It gets your mind off of everything. It's not really, you can just have fun off besides the work. It's just some like a reliever. You can just have fun with your friends, talk and just have fun. About how many hours a day do you spend playing video games? <laughs> 
Well, I stay up pretty late since I get home at like seven. So I stay up pretty late. Like last night, I think I stayed up to two playing oh, some God. Warzone. Stay up to two playing some Warzone, catching a couple dubs. You know, friends. It's pretty fun. <laughs> um, I also had your older brother a few years ago. And I know that I had a brother that was six years younger than me. And so anytime he had his first day of school and got his schedule, I would always look at his schedule and see how many of his former teachers I had and whatnot. And I would always say, did they remember me? Did they remember me? And he would go, yeah, you know, they remember you, remember you. What is it like having an older sibling who has had probably a, a lot of the teachers that you've currently have? Like, do you feel like it takes teachers a while to get to know who you are because they might have preconceived notions about who your brother was do you feel extra pressure because your brother already came through school what's that like I don't feel extra pressure because my brother was I feel like he was a good student and in ninth grade he didn't really put like a bad impression on me so I had to worry about how other teachers are going to look at me think of me bad and everything he walked through school like he wasn't a bad kid so it was wasn't really like a challenge thinking like oh, these teachers are going to think bad of me because my older brother. And it's a little different because I wish I was born a year closer to him so I can actually be in school with him because I would really enjoy that because Woodhaven's a little different than how they have high school. And I'm in the like middle school, so I wish I was in school with him. Are you and your brother really close? Yeah, we, we have, like to hang out, play games a lot together. It's pretty cool. Have you had a lot of teachers that he's also had? Um, Yeah, Miss Gilmore. He used to have Miss Gilmore. I think he used to have Mr. Bunch and a couple other teachers, but it's nice to know like that they used to know my brother and they know that he's a good person. So had a good little influence on me for like a week and then they really know who I am. I have some jokes with them, know that I'm a different person. Do you consider yourself a class clown? Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe a little bit. Do you go out of your way to try and make class more humorous and entertaining? I mean, of course, I love to make people laugh. I think it's pretty funny. I would like to have a good time, like just with my friends laugh around. Sometimes pretty fun. like sometimes I get a little carried away, but it's pretty fun. Do you have a hard time turning that off and focusing or is it pretty easy for you to switch back and forth between serious and comedic? I wouldn't consider it being hard. It's just sometimes I need that like extra notice, like, hey, you need to focus. Like when I get that, like it kind of switches off and I get the focus. Do you think that when you are trying to make people laugh, do you feel like you're trying or do you feel like it's something that comes really natural to you? Well, it comes natural to me. It's just like, I'm just naturally funny. I'm just the funniest guy ever. So basically, it just comes to me. I don't know. Like, I just love to make people laugh when I always come with the funniest jokes. I do give you credit because you do a really good job of, of focusing when it is time to focus. You seem like the kind of student, in my opinion, who picks his times to be funny. But I also know, especially speaking for my class, that there's times where you also try and get kids on task and stay focused. Do you consider yourself a leader? I mean, do, I mean, how do you consider yourself when it comes to, you know, taking responsibility, trying to help other people out? Like, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sometimes I have those days where it's like, I'm just like ready to get to work, ready to focus. It's sometimes like, I'm not always that class clown. Sometimes I just want to like get the work, get everything done, just be done with the day. Sometimes it's just a relief to get all my work done try to everyone get to focus because when everyone else is focused that's when I focus better and everyone else is like concentrated that's when I get in my mindset when no one's like talking I just like when my friends like get to work too it's like does your personality shift in class based on what friends you do or don't have in class or do you think you're pretty consistent well for sure it depends on what friends I have in class I feel like I'm always I'm always going to make jokes in class 
but it's more if like I have friends in class because then it's a little extra, make a little extra jokes, maybe get in trouble a little bit, but that's besides the point. With this school year being the COVID year, you know, the end of last year into this year. So when you guys started school, you guys had the hybrid schedule where you came every couple of days. And then after a little bit of that, we ended up online and now we're back face-to-face full classroom and stuff like that. Can you talk a little bit about all of the different challenges that this year has come and how you've kind of navigated that because, you know, like I said before, you know, I'd consider you pretty successful in the classroom and you are one of the many students that is facing all of these different challenges with this year. So how have you navigated that? Well, it hasn't been really difficult with me for like, as it has been with like other students and what's going around in their life. Because when COVID happened, it was like, School was a little different because like I kind of cheated a little bit, maybe a little bit. I don't want to, some people might not admit it, but I kind of cheated a little bit. And it was kind of difficult coming back in because I wish I wish I tried it harder in, in online because when I came back, I wasn't really, I wasn't really in the right mindset. I wasn't focused. But that's the only thing I like that COVID really messed me up with was my, my focus and everything. And besides that, it hasn't really affected me because when COVID happened, I was still out with my friends hanging out. Not, not too much, as much as I used to, because it kind of slowed everything down and everything, how much friends like had to stay at home because their parents didn't really want anything to happen to them. When you were online, what were some of the most challenging parts of that? Was it challenging in terms of motivation or focus, or was it easier because, you know, without putting any specific subjects or class on blast, you could probably get away with you know, using the internet a little bit more at your disposal to get away with whatever. I mean, did you find that school was a little bit easier to succeed or what was that like? School was definitely easier to succeed, but I lost my focus and I didn't learn anything at all, basically, because everyone thought that online was going to be the best because you just get to stay home and work, but you don't have no motivation to sit in, turn off your camera, turn off your mic. And it's in there. No, the teacher doesn't know you're dad. The teacher doesn't know you're there. Having that mindset when you're a teenager, you think of all the things you can do without your teacher even noticing. So do you feel like being in the physical classroom gives you a better focus because you're not in an environment where you could just do literally whatever else you'd want to do? Most definitely, because when I'm in the classroom, I feel like I can get more work done than when I'm online because online, I can turn off my camera and play the game right next to me and the teachers won't really care. And then but what about to turn it in? I can be like, hey, did you finish this? And they're done. It's not a real good mindset to have because I lost a lot of focus, a lot of my work mentality, my study habits and everything. And it kind of messed with that. So with one of the things you said earlier was that you wanted to go to college and you wanted to get an aviation degree. Do you think when you're in college, if you had the chance to take college classes online that you would turn that down? Or do you think that that would be something you would try again knowing, you know, being in college, the stakes are a little bit higher. Well, definitely turn it down because I feel like online, you don't really ask much question. You don't get as like much involved. I'm more of a hands-on student. I like to see the work in front of me. I like to get explained to me. When online, I don't really get that focus and I don't really get that much attention from the teacher that I need, like the questions that I want. So on that note, do you feel like, because you said that you're more of a hands-on student, has so much of the work that you do this year being on Chromebooks, is that something that's kind of been bothersome for you? Or do you prefer that over working on, you know, worksheets and notebooks? Well, to me, it doesn't really matter what I'm working on if I'm in class, because I'm more engaged on Chromebooks on paper. I feel like I would learn more on paper, but Chromebooks, it's more faster and everything. I get it. If I'm in class, I feel like I learn more than when I'm online. That 
what I'm working on doesn't really matter. It just matters that I'm in person. And do you feel like it's, you have a better connection with your teachers overall, like even personality wise when you're face to face? Yeah, I feel like I have a better connection with my teachers. They can really see what I like, who I am, like how I am online. Teachers don't really know who you are. They don't really get to know you. You don't get to know your teachers. You don't get to know anyone. And it's kind of like you just sit at home and you have like you're a hermit. You don't talk to anybody. Do you feel like when you are face to face and the teachers do see your personality and they do see the work you're putting and whatnot, do you feel like overall teachers have more patience when you're face to face than they do when they're online? Because with online, you have so many kids that might turn their camera off or, you know, teachers know this isn't for anybody listening. We know online, we have kids that are FaceTiming each other and playing video games in the background. So do you feel like teachers have more patience for face-to-face or do you think that teachers accept this is just the way it is when you're online and they have a lot of patience with that? I feel like teachers have more patience when you're in person because they can really see you. They know what you're doing and they can help you out because they see you're working. When, you, when you're online and everyone has their cameras off and then you ask a question, they might rush it real quick because they, they might think that other students might not take it serious enough and they're not really more engaged with their students because they really can't see them, they really can't help them out. Yeah, I, I could see that. I do teach one online class and I don't know that my patience changes so much, but I feel like it's easier to get to know kids in the classroom and talk with them and be in the physical space around them and just in general, know them better as students and people than it is through a screen. So I I agree with a lot of what you're saying there. All right. My favorite part of the interview is the final question. And the final question for every guest that I've had so far, I always ask them to give us one piece of advice. So for you being a student athlete, what is one piece of advice that you would give someone who either wants to join sports or a piece of advice for somebody that much like yourself already is a student athlete? I feel like if you're a student athlete or you want to join sports, you have to realize what you're giving up, what you're sacrificing, what challenges that you're going to have to make with school and education. You have to realize that you're not going to have as much free time that you had before you did sports. You're going to have to try a little harder. You're going to have to push it more to do your work on time. It's a little harder and you have to give up things and it's it's different, but it's I think it's for sure worth doing sports and giving up a little bit because the memories that you make and the people that you talk to and everything is just something different, something better than just sitting home all day and doing nothing on your phone. Like sports, sports is amazing. And I don't know what I would honestly do without them. Yeah, that's a great message to leave us with. Well, thank you so much for joining. I had a lot of fun talking with you. It's up to the people who listen to decide whether you're the best interview of all time or not. I'm not allowed to speak on that, but it was a lot I mean, of fun they talking. Know. They already <laughs> know I'm the best. They don't, they, they heard me. They know my name. Honestly, just leave it at that. They know my name. I'm honestly the best. <laughs> well, I appreciate your confidence and I had a lot of fun talking with you. Thanks for taking the time to join me. All right. All right. Have a good one, buddy. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye. So there you have it. My interview with Luke. That was a lot of fun. I got to know a lot about him that I didn't know prior to having this interview with him. I thought that he had so much to offer in terms of how to be confident and how to believe in yourself and how to maintain that balance between extracurricular activities as well as trying to keep your grades up and do what you need to do. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode of Gots to Listen with Luke. Uh, Hopefully you go on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and you subscribe and give us a five-star rating and check us out on Instagram at Gots to Listen. Thanks again. I'll see you next week.